0: Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show This Week with Dr. Brian Forrest. And Dr. Forrest, you have a special guest you'll be introducing soon. If people want more information about today's show or they want to find out information about your practice, where can they find
1: it? If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. Uh, make sure you include that so we can thank you for the questions you send us. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or you can call 919-363-0190. This week on Access Health Radio, we're pleased again to have audio prostologist Victoria Bretan back again from Down East Hearing Care Associates.
2: Thank you, I think it's important for people to understand that when it comes to a hearing impairment, when a person is either legally deaf or either they have a great severe loss, without their hearing aids, they're lost in the world they have to see the mouth if their hearing aids are not in and these days we're wearing these masks and it makes it difficult when a person is trying to communicate whether they're going to the doctor or they're going to the cashier at the store You know, and those masks are there, they're, they can't do the lip reading so they have to have their hearing instruments functioning properly so since this virus situation I, we have provided curbside services for our patients that do not want to come into the office but they need service or repair on their product so we've provided that, we do provide home services for our patients too. We don't go into their home, but we we'll at least go to the home and get their product and modify what needs to be done for them and then give them their product back. So we are trying to provide provide services that's going to better suit our patient on what they're needing at this time with the changes happening. And I don't see the changes changing anytime soon as far as to our advantage, so I'm just trying to make sure that I'm providing the service to my patients that what they need. Then make sure that they feel comfortable and feel secure in decisions that they make when they come to my office.
0: Now, if, if someone needs to reach you, you do have an emergency number. Is that still active?
2: Yes, sir, that is correct. I do have an emergency after-hours number that they can call on if they need to, and then I'll make arrangements to speak with them about what's going on and see if we can troubleshoot it over the phone, Of what issues they may be having. Sometimes it's just a cleaning issue. Um, sometimes it's a receiver issue of how the instrument's actually performing. So I try to troubleshoot those things with the patient over the phone.
0: By the way, that emergency number is? two five two eight one three. 7029. That's 252-813- 7029.
2: If it's an adjustment, meaning the patient needs a little more clarity, a little more volume, less volume, whatever it may be on that, I can remotely control their hearing aid while they're at home. So I can get a hold of the hearing instrument make the changes that are necessary. So I look at the overall based on patient's lifestyle, what is it that they're actually needing so that I can better cater to their service of what they want.
0: You know, it just shows how sophisticated these hearing devices are. Is this new development something that came on the market in the last several years?
2: Um, actually yes sir, you're absolutely correct. I would say the last six to seven years is how long we've actually been working with hearing aids that are actually programmable over the phone uh, which is really nice to do. We're getting into the telecare now too so we can actually do some FaceTime with our patients so they can see us and we can see them if they're having a problem with their hearing aid, getting it in. We can watch them and help practice with them, consult with them. And that's a, that's a nice thing Um, but patients also have wax issues too and when you wear hearing instruments you're packing that wax and skin back into the ear canal so we do like to look at the ears so we do ask patients look if you're having issues after what we've talked about trying to troubleshoot what you're having we need you to come into the office let's look in the ears and make sure you don't have an impaction that could be actually causing the issue and you're thinking it's the hearing aid
0: well, that's not something you can do curbside, right?
2: No, we don't do that curbside. They do have to come into the office for that part. But we do, we do keep a mask on our face when we work with our patients. We do wipe everything down. We do look at our patients as they're coming through the lobby, how many are in the office at one time. Uh, we try not to have more than one person in the lobby. So as patients come through, we go ahead and try to move them into a room separate from anyone else. And if they, if they come up and they see someone in the lobby, we do ask patients when we're confirming their appointments that if they pull up and they see someone in the lobby, please remain in their vehicle and call us and let us know. And we'll step out and take care of them or let them know uh, when they can come in. But we're just trying to keep everybody safe, uh, trying to make sure that the patient needs help, they can get the help and not feel uncomfortable about it or feel nervous about it. Some patients won't even leave their home. They haven't left their home in four months. And that's a little scary, too, because they they just feel like this is not going to change anytime soon. So they're basically putting their life on hold and the stuff that they need. So I can fully understand that. So like I said, we're just trying to accommodate with what we can. We tried to close, and patients were fussing at us about closing. No, you can't do that. Uh, we need your help. Uh, so I just, I've remained open. Uh, I've done everything that I can on my end to protect my patients and com- um, protect my employees.
0: Any one thing that you're seeing more of during this uh certain period with COVID-19?
2: For me, I would say I see a lot of instruments that are damaged based on moisture uh and also wax. Those are the two things that I'm seeing now lately. But as far as any new technology or anything of that sort, there's really nothing out there at this time that's new. Mm-hmm. that hasn't already been on the market for about a year or so.
0: So does the increase in humidity affect these hearing devices, and what can you do to uh, remedy that?
2: That is correct. If a person does a lot of saturation, they're outside, they're perspiring a lot, that moisture can actually knock out the hearing aid. So we try to encourage patients, you know, if you don't want to buy something that's going to help dry the instrument out, that may be electric dryer with a little heater in it or even little beads, get you some rice, get you a jar, take you some white rice, put it in the bottom of the jar, make sure you can get your hand in there to get your product back out, put your little tissue over the top of that, that rice and put your hearing aids in there without the battery, close that lid off and it'll draw the moisture out of the hearing aids but you have to let it sit in there overnight for it to actually work once that rice starts turning yellow over a period of time of reusing it then it lets you know that rice is no longer any good it's not going to pull that moisture out anymore so when it starts turning yellow just get rid of the rice and add more rice so those are just little tricks that you can do to make it easier for yourself when you finish out for the day and you're going to take your hearing aids out or even you've just been outside sweating all day go ahead and take your hearing aids out as soon as you get into your home, take your batteries out, let your hearing aids sit and dry, and then go back to use your hearing aids again. But those are just some things that can help a person during these times.
0: This is Access Health Radio and this week we're with Victoria Pratan audioprosthologist for Down East Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. They are in Nightdale at 3009 Village Park Drive, also at 1356 Bevenue Plaza in Rocky Mount. And uh, we have uh, more coming up. This is Access Health Radio. We're back with another segment uh, with Victoria Bretan from Downey's Hearing Care Associates. Victoria, what are some of the things that people have done that unknowingly have
2: hurt their instruments? Uh, i bet you have some stories. <laughs> well, I can tell you some stories right. for sure. <laughs> um, I would say number one problem that we have for patients, well, actually, number one is wax patient is not cleaning their product on a daily basis your ears even though you may not have an impaction of wax you're going to have some type of residue of of the cerumen around the ear canal that moisturizes the ear so every time that you slide that product in you're picking it up every single time and then the patient doesn't clean it off they don't wipe it off What we try to do is encourage patients that make sure that you clean your product every morning. Don't do it at night because it's going to be wet and gooey. It's going to get packed into your hearing instrument. Just wipe it off at night. Mm -hmm. The next morning, brush it off with a dry toothbrush. Uh, Make sure that you're turning the tip of it that goes into your ear downward so that when you do brush it, it falls out of the tubing instead of back into the receiver. Mm -hmm. Those are very important. But when it comes to moisture situations, the things that I've seen people do, I've seen patients take their hearing aids out and put them in socks i don't know why they do that but they do that that's really weird i've known people to take rice and put them in socks and put their hearing aids inside the socks i've known them to do that that's really weird so when you ask for strange things some of the strangest things that i've seen for for two situations was patient said that their hearing aids got wet so they stuck them in the microwave. To dry them out and fry them and kill the microwave at the at the same time, we've also have patients buy little um, bead little bead moisture uh, that pulls the moisture out of the instruments. It's called a dry kit. And they actually take the hearing aid and put it inside of the container and actually stuck it in the oven. Well, the container goes in the oven, not the hearing aids. The container goes in the oven to reactivate the beads or reactivate the beads in the microwave. Well, I've had a patient actually take the hearing aids, put it in the little dry kit, and stick it in the oven and bring back the kit with the hearing aids in the kit melted. You know, so there's a lot of crazy things that people will do with their hearing aids. Um, I've seen patients take their hearing aids and put them in their mouth and suck on them to clean the moist, clean the wax out of them. You don't do stuff like that. Anything that's moisture related when it comes to electronic, you're going to, chances if you're going to short it out, you're going to cause some issues. But I mean, I could really tell you some stuff, man, but those are the two that stick out on the top of my head. Wow,
0: I had no idea. Uh, that could get expensive, right? So now, uh, when people do those type of things, does it avoid the warranty? Uh,
2: well, we try to do when it comes to something like melting your hearing aids in the stove. Well, if they have an original warranty, then they can pay a fee and they'll replace the, pa- the product for the patient. But if the patient doesn't have a warranty to do something like that, they're going to have to buy brand new hearing instruments. And like you said, they're not, they're not cheap. But, when we look at the cost of hearing aids over a period of time, they're really not that expensive because you have to look at, you're paying your initial cost from the beginning. You're going to go in, you're going to be custom made to you, not john up the road or down the road. This will going to be custom made to you. So it's actually going to sound better to you. It's going to feel better to you. So those things are important as an overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to the cost of your hearing instruments, the more sophisticated Mm-hmm. Your product is the better you're going to be with your product because you're going to have speech separation, frequency specifics, uh, Bluetooth in, wireless technology, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. Where the instruments can de- detect whether you got health issues. Mm-hmm. There's these instruments are so advanced, you know. So if you want a mama pop hearing aid, we can get a mama pop hearing aid. If you want to be able to be happy with your product and really prosper with it and feel like you haven't wasted your money, you're going to pay a little bit more for your product. It's about like me, do I want a Pinto or do I want a Buick or do I want a Cadillac? what's going to fit me what's going to suit me? so I'm not a person to keep up with the Joneses, but I am a person that likes to keep up what is better for the person that comes through that door mm-hmm. that's what I look at
0: and because you are an independent dealer, you can pretty much lay your hands on almost any product
2: that's true um, almost anything unless it's unless it's privately branded for a particular company, I can get my hands on stuff mm-hmm. there's a lot of generic stuff off of top brand stuff too that I can get my hands on if I need to to help patients. Mm-hmm for the overall though I don't do just hearing instruments you know I'm a rehabilitation center I'm certified in rehabilitation for individual and group I'm occupational certified so I do a lot of industrial screenings I have an on-site ear mold lab so I make a lot of ear molds I make ear pieces I make ear protection I make swimmer plugs sleeper plugs I make anything that has to do with an ear I can almost make it if I can't make it I've got people that can make it and I can get it done for the patient so depending on what the person wants depending on what they need but our office is not a hearing aid typical office we are a full service rehabilitation center we don't cut we don't do prescriptions as far as medication but we do everything else that's necessary for the patient
0: we have another segment coming up with victoria Brittain, audio audiopersonologist with down east hearing care associates this is access health radio on fm 985 and am 680 WPTF. Back here for our final segment this week on Access Health Radio. We are, of course, again with Victoria Prattan, audio with Dowdy's Hearing Care Associates. And we were talking about hearing rehabilitation. Is that something you discussed early on?
2: I try to explain those things and make sure that light bulb goes off, if you know what I mean, when I'm working with a patient. So I pay close attention to them, make sure they're understanding. I do tell them, if you do not understand what I'm doing or how I'm going to do it, I'll please stop me. Let's go over this again together. But the main thing that I look at from the get-go is what's more important to that patient. You know, what we need to do. How do we need to take care of what they want, their need. So when we're looking at the overall As soon as they come in the office, we start looking at, does this person have auditory deprivation? Auditory deprivation is when your brain processes the information differently than what it's actually receiving. So if I said, come on, Mike, let's go to church, and you thought you heard search, You're going to say, go search for what? And it's so close that the brain starts misidentifying speech. The consonants start changing on the patient, and they're not hearing the consonants. They're being dropped, so they start guessing what the word is. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really difficult. Over a period of time, the longer the patient goes without hearing, the worse it gets. And now people are getting the patient's face, and they're yelling at them. You don't have to yell at them. You just got to slow yourself down a little bit. And if they don't hear you the first time or the second time, then you change how you're saying it. Mom, what did you eat today? Mom, what did you eat today? Mom, what did you have for breakfast this morning? What did you have for lunch? You may have to change how you're wording what you're saying to that individual because their brain's not processing the information. So when the patient is fitted properly with hearing instruments, we're stimulating the hair cells where they're damaged the most so that ear can actually function properly. Now, it won't be perfect 100%, but it makes a massive improvement for the patient. So you're looking now the brain is interpreting the speech properly because it's receiving the information. The thing is you have to wear your hearing instruments at least least eight hours a day every single day in order to maintain that we ask our patients to wear them for at least 16 hours a day meaning from the time your feet hit the floor to the time you go back to bed so understanding that when you wear hearing aids just amplification is not going to answer your question or take care of your issues you need frequency specifics to address the loss exactly where you need to address it and you've got to wear that product You can't say, I'm just going to wear it on Sunday or I'm just going to watch TV with it or I'm just going to go over to my friend's house and play cards and that's the only time I'm going to wear my hearing aids. That's not good because your brain can't train itself to reprogram itself to receive the information. You have to remember, 21 days to form a new habit, right? Okay, So if your brain needs 21 days to perform a new habit, to be able to take on that new habit, is wearing your hearing aids once in a while going to take care of you? No, it's not. You're going to have to be consistent on an everyday basis. About three months into a patient's fitting, the patient will actually start to fill a plateau where everything sounds really good to them, but they just need a little more of a mm, a little bit more of a volume. Mm-hmm. So you give them a little bit more volume, and then they're good for a few years mm-hmm. until their hearing starts to shift again. Once the hearing shifts again, they come back in, they get retested, they reprogram the product that they have. That then are not charged to do that because they got their hearing aids years ago with that plan that gives them the benefit of reprogramming, retesting without it being additional cost to them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. That's where that shows the value. If you you're taking medication or toxic medication and it shifts your hearing very quickly well now your hearing aid has to be able to do that and that's what you're looking for you're looking i'm not going to replace my hearing aid in three years i'm not going to replace my hearing aid in six years i want to replace my hearing aid in eight years or maybe 10 years before i replace it a lot of these hearing instruments now when patients are being fitted for two or three thousand dollars they're replacing their hearing aids in three years they just don't know it yet You understand what I'm saying? So we try to tell patients up front and be honest. If you go with this hearing aid, it's a five-year hearing aid. If you go with this hearing aid, it's an eight-year hearing aid. If you go with this hearing aid, it's a 10-year hearing aid. The further that hearing aid can go out, the more you're going to pay. But it's also still going to be cheaper for you by doing it now than it is for you to wait because the cost of this stuff doesn't go down. It goes up. So if people look at it that way over a period of time, they're better off going with the better products.
0: Do you have situations where people can pay over time?
2: Yeah, we do have payment plans. We have 12-month no-interest plans. patient doesn't have to put anything down. It's it qualify for the plan. We have 60-month plans, too, where a patient can pay for a small amount over a period of time. Mm-hmm. But, yes, sir, we do have make it available. We do have some patients, and it's really sad, but we do have a lot of patients come in that don't have any credit at all, that have bad credit. They don't have a way to be able to finance them. So we do layaway plans Mm -hmm. so a patient can come in. They can say, this is how much money I want to invest in hearing aids. They can come in. We can talk about it. But what I normally do, say how much money you want to put into it. We'll do the layaway plan. Once everything is up to the number where you want it to be, then we'll go out and start searching for the product that's going to meet your need today Mm -hmm. for the price that you put into it or the cost you put into it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go that route. A lot of people do because they don't; they just can't get financing, especially when they're out of work.
0: I know flex spending is an option uh, for paying for hearing instruments, uh, but does Medicare pay for
2: them? Uh, Medicare doesn't pay for hearing instruments. Very rare would they pay for a test, but there are programs, supplemental programs, that do help. The thing is, people get confused; they think the insurance is actually going to pay for their hearing aid. Uh, a lot of the insurance companies do not. What they do is they put you with someone that's a discount program, and then that you buy the hearing aids through the discount program. The thing is that's okay if that's all the money you've got to work with to work through that discount program. But when you buy your hearing aids through a discount program, all you're doing is buying hearing aids. You're not getting no benefits behind them whatsoever. So after your thirty or forty five day period once you go beyond that point, you're paying for all your services, everything else beyond that point. And that can be costly to you over a period of time. And people are saying, well, I see the savings. No, you're seeing the savings of the hearing aid, but you're not seeing the expense you're going to pay over a period of time mm-hmm. for those hearing aids to do what you want them to do. So you're better off going to a program, make sure you got the benefits with the instruments, not just the instruments.
0: That wraps up today's program. You can follow up with Victoria at Down East Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. Here at three thousand nine Village Park Drive in Nightdale and thirteen fifty six Avenue Plaza in Rocky Mount. They do have curbside service available right now during uh, this pandemic. You can also reach them online for more information at Downey's Care dot com, email Victoria at Downey's Hearing at Yahoo dot com. Thank you, Victoria.
2: Thank you, Mike.
0: And Dr. Forrest, we want to remind everyone that we archive all of our
1: podcast at several places. You can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we also have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, so if they have a family member they want to hear the show or they just want to hear something again, they can always do that. If they want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or call 919 919- 363-0190. And if they want to send general non-emergent questions, they can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Our scripture this week is from Second Chronicles 7, 13-14, where God said to Solomon, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your help.